It's Mattress Firm's biggest 4th of July sale ever. Hurry in and get a king bed for the price of a queen or a queen bed for the price of a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend just $6.99 on Sealy. Or save $500 on all Tempur-Pedic Breeze mattresses. With our low price guarantee, you can rest assured you'll get the best bet at the best price, only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash sale. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another special edition of the Charles Matthews Morning Show. And today, I have another special guest on my special show, My Brothers. I want to bring you 100 Strong Men just to talk to them about what's going on. How does it feel to be one of my brothers, a black man in, in our world today? And you get to know them more. You know, we always say, you know, we don't judge a book by its cover. So this is what I want you to do. Just listen. Listen to these gentlemen, what they have to say. And they're talking about some great things and they're doing great things in our community. Like my next guest right now. Uh, this next guest is calling me from the other side of the... I, well, <laughs> I say the other side of the world, but he'll disagree with me. <laughs> Donovan, are you there? I am here. How are you, Charlie? <laughs> Tell everybody the other where side of the world. <laughs> Tell everybody where you're calling in from. I am calling in from Calgary, Alberta, Western Canada. Just just the other side of Canada. There you go. There you go. You know the funny thing is, I said the other side of the world. I have I don't think I've ever taken a nice trip over there. Like a nice vacation. I want to go. Over, I want to uh, go over there. Albert, and Alberta is beautiful, man. Come on, up. you should come on down. And what am I gonna? What's what's the main thing I should come down there for? Uh well, you know what? If if you like nature, the mountains, they are absolutely beautiful. Okay. You know, I'll promise you a tour into Banff, Canmore, Lake Louise. Absolutely beautiful country. Yes, yes, I know. And the funny thing is, we as Canadians are always taking uh, trips, but we take trips outside of Canada. We don't really explore That's Canada right. more. We need to explore our own area, our own country, and uh, all the beauties that we have here. So definitely going to do that. All right, sounds good. I'll be your tour guide. All right. So speaking of being my tour guide, tell me more about Donovan. Donovan, how would you grow up? Where did you grow up? You know, I, I'm originally from Jamaica, uh, so I, I was born in St. Catherine in Jamaica, just, just north of Flatbridge, so anybody who is from Jamaica would know Bogwalk. <laughs> so I, was, I was born and I grew up just, just outside of the, the Bogwalk area. Uh, went to school uh, in Linstead, a little school called Rosemount, and then I went to a high school called Calabar, so for those who are big on sports and stuff and the alumni associations they'll know about CBAR. Uh and then I moved to Canada twenty years ago. And I've been in, in Alberta. Well I moved directly to Calgary and that's a, that's another interesting story, but uh I moved directly to Calgary, loved it. Just absolutely loved the the simplicity of the city, the cleanness of the city and um I've been here ever since. Okay, okay. So I'm going to take you back a little bit. You said, you know, that's a sports school, you know, the athletics. So w- what was Donovan? Was Donovan a track star, a soccer star, or were you, you know, maybe you were into cricket. Were you the bowler? Where, where were you? You know what? It's, it's interesting. I should have been a track star. I think I had all the, the, the skills to be a track star. My parents, especially my father, however, was not into sports and education. 
So he thought I should just focus on my books. I didn't. I actually played cricket. Okay. So I played a decent level of cricket. I represented the school all the way to the to the finals, and I played a lot of cricket afterwards. So I played with guys who have gone on to represent Jamaica and the West Indies. And later in life, I actually took on track and field when I started working at the telephone company. And, you know, we had a business house league and uh, did some good sprinting. Uh, it, it was just a little late in life. You know, I was in my 20s at the time. And, uh, you know, if, if you understand sports, that's kind of when you should be peaking. That's when you should be starting. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I played cricket at Calabar. Okay, so there you go. So if anybody's looking for somebody to join the team, I'll definitely shout you out. <laughs> so what did, what did you study growing up? Uh, so, you know, I, I was always in, into the arts. I, I, I love literature. I love history. And uh, I went to the University of the West Indies, and I did a degree in communications. So at the time, you actually had to do a, a second round of testing to get into the communications program, uh, the Caribbean Institute of Mass Communication. So I did, that's where I did my first degree. It was an, an you know, outstanding experience. Some great professors, you know, Albert Brown, uh, Rex Nettleford, the late Rex Nettleford. Just a fantastic learning experience at the University of West Indies on, on the Mona campus. And then I continued studying. I, I, I love education until now. I, I love learning. I, I love, you know, being a part of the ac academic sphere. So I went on and did a master's program with Nova Southeastern out of Florida and uh, continued do doing some other programs, the Plumas here, the Plumas there. And actually, when I moved to Canada 20 years ago, one of my first things to do was to go back to school. <laughs> so I, I went back to DeVry, did another degree uh, in, in IT because I, I, had, I had started working at the Securities Commission in Jamaica, and part of my responsibility was, was the IT portfolio. So I just said, you know what, since I'm in that space and since I love learning, you know, why not go learn and get another, another piece of paper in IT? Granted, more than knowledge on the piece of paper, because that is what I, I benefit from most. Right. So then here, I'm looking at the little bio that I make you guys sign up. It says medical technology. So how did, where did that come from now? Well, you know, I have been in the technology space professionally now for, gee, many, many years, Charles. So I started in, in the telecommunication space. I worked in, in Jamaica in telecom for about 10 years. And when I came to Canada, I worked with TELUS. TELUS is the big, uh, you know, telco on the western side. You know, you guys have Bell and Rogers out in the east. We have TELUS out in the west. Granted, they're all national carriers. And then I got into a company called Smart Technologies. And I worked at Smart for about a little under eight years. Uh, they made, you know, interactive whiteboards and a, a range of technology products. So from there, I, I got into another little startup called Nareva, another technology startup. We did audio and interactive touch technology. And a recruiter called me up one day and said, oh, would you be interested in an opportunity? And I said, well, I don't know. I'm not looking. <laughs> but <laughs> let's let's talk. And the conversation led to me becoming a part of this uh, company Zephyr Sleep Technologies here in Calgary, where they, you know, they were doing research into sleep disordered breathing, and and they were making devices 
to help diagnose sleep apnea. Okay. So that's where I'm at. So that's, that's the medical device we make. We make stuff that help to diagnose and to, to prescribe how dentists and sleep technicians can treat sleep apnea with oral appliances. And that's big because, you know, a lot of people don't even know that they have sleep apnea. They snore, they, they, but they don't really know what's going on. There you go. All right. It's, uh, the, the stats will say one in four persons have sleep disorder breathing. Okay. So that, that's a huge number. All right. Now, growing up, I, I see that you've, you, you've done many things. You've traveled many things, done many things. But then what's the one thing that looking back that you realize that if you could change one thing or say something to your younger self, what would you have done a little different? Uh, you know, that's, that's a good one. That's a good question. It's, it's try to find yourself early and try to, uh, and maybe this is the advice I'd give to, to young people today. It's okay to dream and it's okay to follow your dreams. You know, I, I went to the Olympics in 2012 in London and it's, it, it's something that said to me, you know, it would have been great if when I were, were 12 years old or 15 years old, I wanted to be an Olympic athlete mm-hmm. because I think I, I would have done everything to be on a track somewhere representing my country and just being part of that experience. Even if I came last in my heats, just to see and just to have that experience is outstanding. So what I'd say to myself and others is, you know, it's okay to dream. It's okay to dream big, and it's okay to follow those dreams. Now, I've been fortunate uh, that in my adult life, uh, you know, like taking the plunge to come to Canada was just something that I took on. I took it on on the spur of the moment, and I made it happen. And some of the experiences that I've had since I've come to Canada have just been absolutely outstanding. You know, I've, I've traveled the world. I've seen so many things. I've met so many people. I've done, you know, things that I... I would not have imagined as a little child growing up in, in St. Catherine, Jamaica. Right? So dream and follow those dreams. Okay. So it says here, if I'm reading this correctly, it says that you, um, you're a baseball player. You have, you, have a, you have a bat? No, not a baseball, man. I, oh, well, I, baseball I, is, is the antithesis of cricket, you know. Like, well, no, the reason I, I, the reason I say baseball, because it says here you have five daughters. <laughs> See, <That's funny. laughs> you must have a bat at the house come on <laughs> uh, uh, no you know what what i say to my my children is i teach you responsibility mm-hmm. right because i don't have the time to get a firearm to protect you. <laughs> I, 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 i'm going to protect you by teaching you and you know, allowing you to grow up and, and to be who you choose to be. Right. And therefore you make the appropriate uh decision. Some of them might, you know, be learning uh opportunities, but you you make the right decisions and you'll navigate. So yeah, I love my kids, you know, uh, it's a heart of my life. I, I if 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 you were to ask me, you know, one of the things that I enjoy the most in life is being a parent. Okay. I don't, I don't think a lot of people don't, but I, I, I love being a parent. So many guys out there is like, he's got five girls. How does he do it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I did the same thing they did to get boys. <laughs> <laughs> but growing up in a house of five girls, so then, you know, how do, how do, you, how do you, what's the ages? What's the age range? 
the youngest is 11, the oldest is 26. Wow. Okay, so that's that's a spread right there. So Yeah, it's a, it's a big spread. So, you know, and, and they enjoy each other, you know. It's funny, I listen to them and, you know, the way they talk and all the rest of it. And it's kind of fun to just sit back both as a father and as a male uh-huh. and, and, and listen. You know, sometimes you're excluded because... it's what happens but it's it's kind of (laughs) cool so as a as a as a father and i'm going to put this in as a black male father what Mm -hmm. do you try to show your daughters that you know what they should be looking out there for a husband uh you know i i it's kind of weird i i i don't have those conversations i i say to them first of all know what's important to you that's where you start. You start with you because you're not going to find somebody that's going to change what's important because that's not the idea. The, the other thing I, I teach them is to, to live, to accept life and live. Uh, and therefore, whatever they're, 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 they choose in terms of their partners is, is more as a complement but not as the primary part of their life. And then the other piece is they see me and they see what I have done. You know, like, you know, sometimes there's Sydney, who's, you know, my middle daughter would, would, would laugh and say things like that. There's so many women who like, and I said, yeah, it happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I said, you know, you're going to also, you know, see guys that you like. You're going to have to just make choices and think of what's important. But, but most important for me with my children is to, is to get them to understand who they are, accept who they are know what's important, and go for it. Okay. So let me ask you this. If you could make the perfect family day scenario, what would your perfect family day look like? Uh, you know what? There's possibly no perfect family because uh, I'm going to be putting a part of what I want in it, which is golf, and they're all going to look at me and like, are you kidding? Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a trade-off. But a perfect day, though, would be a, a road trip uh, somewhere because mm-hmm. I think we all love elements of nature. Uh, we all love photography. We all love adventure. Okay. So once all of those elements get into it, I think everybody would get a part of what's important to them. So somebody's going to see a scenery that they're going to like, stop, stop, stop. I need to take a picture. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and somebody's going to just be able to just roll the blanket out and lie outdoors and, you know, enjoy, you know, our thing is, you know, God's nature. And uh, I think, I think that's what, what this would include. Okay. Now you, you've mentioned golf many times here. What, what about, <laughs> what about golf that intrigues you about the sport? Cause some people get frustrated. They swing it, they swing twice and they want to break the club. They, they're flinging the club somewhere else. Like what about golf that you love so much that you would even put it into family day? Uh, you know, golf is, well, for me, and I'll tell you, when I hit a golf course, it's a most serene experience for me. I forget all my troubles. Uh, I, I just feel connected to nature when I go out there. So that's, that's, that's the big part of why I play golf, just being out there in nature and just enjoying the space. Uh, from a sport perspective, I like how complex what seems to be a simple sport is. There is physics. There is all kinds of, 
uh, different factors in the sport. Uh, you know, one day it's great. I've never wanted to break a club, by the way. I, I, I just don't, <laughs> don't, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't put that kind of emotion into it. Yeah, I might have a bad hole or a bad round, but it means I want to go back and do it again. Uh, and it, it's, it's just one of those things. You can be individual, it can be group, uh, you can get into your own moment. Uh, like, you know, I, I play one shot for the round and it makes my round, even though I'm play, playing 18 holes. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's the cool part of it, right? One shot. And you're like, see, that's, that's enough. I could stop here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you go from there and you're all good. Oh, yeah, I'm good, man. Like, you know, I hit the tight on a par three that everybody else is missing. And he's like, see? all right but when we come back we're gonna take a quick break but you have another title and you're doing something in that area and uh, you're a president and uh, i wanted to talk about what you're doing at the jamaican canadian association of alberta so we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back i often find out the hard way that all ipas are not created equal some are hot bombs that forget about flavor Others only taste good if you drink them with a heavy meal. Fortunately, Founders Brewing Company has found a way to enjoy an IPA anytime and at any occasion with their all-day IPA. You can taste the hops, of course, but it's the complex array of malts and grains that make all-day IPA a beer that will grab your attention. Whether you're relaxing after a long day at work or hanging outside with your friends, all-day IPA will become one of your favorites. It's one reason why Founders is in the top 10 of the nation's craft breweries and a staple in my fridge. When you taste all-day IPA, you'll understand how they got there. Look for Founders in your favorite beer store or check out their full line of beer and now hard seltzers too at foundersbrewing.com. Founders Brewing Company, born and brewed in Michigan since 1997. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wow, that's pretty cool. But those glasses kind of make you look like your Uncle Bob. Oh, not exactly the look I was going for. Um, okay, how about these clear glasses? Oh, or these round ones? Very on trend. I like both on you. You know, I also like these aviator sunglasses. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com, quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95. Today's podcast is brought to you by Beauty Club Outlet. Our goal is to have our clients leave Beauty Club Outlet store more confident, comfortable and psychologically liberated than before they came in. And this is the motivation for our entire customer experience and product offering at Beauty Club Outlet. Click the link below and use promo code CMJ for 15% off. Now back to Charles and his special guest. Yes, we're back and we're doing a special. It's called My Brothers. I'm finding great men to talk to, find out a little bit more about them, get to know them about how it is to be a black man in our society, being one of my brothers. And today we have Donovan. And before we took a break, uh, I just realized that you're the president of the Jamaican Canadian Association of Alberta. Talk to us about that. Yeah, you know, I, when I came to, to Calgary 20 years ago, I, I sought out the, the Jamaican community, and I found that there was an association here. I've always been a community person from Jamaica. I've, I've always been involved in communities, so I became a part of the association. Uh, in 2008, I served my first term as president, and it was an interesting term because uh, I, you know, I didn't understand the landscape as much. I don't think I was as seasoned a leader as I, as I thought I was. 
uh, did some good things, and then I came back into the role in 2015. So for the last, uh, going on five years, I've been the president of the association based here in Calgary. It's a, it's a fantastic experience being part of, of an organization that seeks to preserve culture, seeks to preserve our roots. And, and that's what entices me to it. That's what excites me. That's what keeps me going in the role. Uh, here in Alberta, we possibly have, you know, maybe across Alberta, maybe about 20,000 Jamaicans. In Calgary, we, you know, possibly have eight to 10,000 Jamaicans, multiple generations. And being able to, to lead the organization to promote Jamaican culture uh, across different activities, you know, on Independence Day, we raise our flag at City Hall, you know, we get to go on television and promote our Taste of Jamaica event and the other things that we do is, is important to me because uh, yeah, as much as I'm a Canadian citizen, as much as my children are, are born Canadian citizens, etc., being Jamaican is my root. Being Jamaican is still a key part of who I am, and, and I keep promoting that as president of the association. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's me as president of the association. <laughs> Tough role, though, you know. You know not, not everybody wants to take it on. Yeah, but you have the love of what you've been brought up. You have the love of you know, the things you've learned. And what's the love that you want to put out to non-Jamaican? So a Canadian comes to you and says, what about Jamaica is so great and where should I go? Ah, uh, you know, every day we get that. I get that all the time. And I tell, I'm always telling people to go to Jamaica. And I, you know, I'll start with usual the question, okay, what, what not to do? I said, don't do the things you wouldn't do in New York. <laughs> okay. So Treat Jamaica no different than you would uh, in New York. There are certain things you don't do. There are certain places you don't go, right? Okay, right. good. Let's do the same thing in Jamaica. When you go to Jamaica, though, you're going to enjoy the warmth of the people. People are generally fun. They're warm. And you have to enjoy the food, and you have to enjoy the natural beauty. It's a beautiful country, and I've had a chance to go around a couple of different places all over the world. Jamaica is an absolutely gorgeous place to visit. The beaches are fantastic. The food is divine. You know, we, we have a brand that is as good as any, anywhere. And therefore, I encourage people, go down, you know. And once you go, you know, and you get that experience and you all want to do it again. So here's the one thing. What do people do not know about Donovan? Donovan, what is your hidden talent? What is those one thing that, yeah, you know what I mean? I've been talking to a lot of guests and some people, they're a singer. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're a cook. Uh, I was, we just came off the phone with Bishop Jones and, you know, he's a Scrabble player. No one knows. He, you know, he's a wicked Scrabble player. What is Donovan's hidden talent? Uh, hidden. Uh, I, I, I am artistic. So I think I'm a decent photographer. Uh, you know, I've actually exhibited a few pieces back in the day in Jamaica, and I've also done two photography books. Oh. So, <laughs> so I, yeah, so you've you possibly seen my bio that I've written two books, but uh, what I never say in that is that I've also done two, two photography books. So I, I yeah, I, I have an eye for the camera. Okay, okay. So if we need if I need a family photo done, I know who I'm calling right now. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no, no worries, no worries. Okay, so before we let you go, we'd like to have a quick game here. It's called Pick Three. You pick numbers between one and ten, and then I ask you the question that you picked. So give me a number between one and ten, my friend. Okay, I'm going to go one, two, and eight. One, two, and eight. Question number one. What's the one thing you wish you have le- known before you got into your career? Oh, my God. Uh, that that media didn't pay a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So you, you, you realize, like, wait a minute. I love this, but it's the pay's not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I worked for two weeks at a newspaper and left. <laughs> love it, love it. All right, question number two. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Ah, oh, gee, my biggest failure. You know, uh, I'm going to say understanding women. Uh, I, 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 I keep saying to myself, you know, I should have learned these lessons earlier. I'm still learning. Uh, and then I would have made better choices earlier in my life as it relates to relationships. Okay, okay. So then the last question. If you could ask your own signature question to yourself, what would the question be? The signature question I would ask myself, gee, these are not easy. <laughs> uh, uh, my question would be, what are your dreams? Okay, okay. Uh, that's a, that, that would be my signature question that I would ask everybody every time. What are your dreams? So then let me ask you, what are your dreams, Donovan? Uh, my dreams, you know, and, and it, it has evolved over time, but my dream is to, is to have a huge social impact, right? Uh, I'd love to sit on a stage with Barack Obama. Mm. All right, so let me flip it one more time then. If you could ask Barack one question, like, you know, sitting there just friend to friend, bridging to bridging, what would you ask him? Uh, is there a red phone in the White House that he used to call all these people that you, you know, <laughs> record the call? <laughs> we see it on TV. You want to know if it's real, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my Lord. I like that one. I like that one a lot. I like that one. Well, my friend, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Uh, You know, I say this over and over to get to know you, to get to know you better. It's been a pleasure. So thank you so much. But before we go, if you have any shout outs, go ahead. Well, you know, shout outs, of course, to to all my family. If everybody's listening, I'm sure I'll share the podcast with them. So, yeah. Uh, and, you know, for all the people that I've been meeting in the last little bit, including yourself, Charles, uh, my circle has broadened, you know, Michelle, Nadia, Bishop Jones, uh, you know, Nelia, lots of great people. And I think the energy has just been so positive. So big up to all the Jamaicans and the, the honorary Jamaicans and all the people who support us. And, you know, for everybody, as you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's one world, you know, one people. All right, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time. All right, brother. Take care, right? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, another great person. Check out his bio. Check out what he's doing. You can tell he's got a passion, and I want you to share that passion with everybody else. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Call on me.
me, brother, when you need a hand. We all need somebody to lean on. It's come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share and get involved. Join us next time. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services. Circle K is America's thirst stop. And yours. Especially when the weather gets... And you need to stay... Stay refreshed on the go with ice-cold Circle K favorites like freshly ground iced coffee, Froster, Polar Pop Cup, and more. And right now at Circle K, score with 28-ounce Gatorade. Any flavor, three for $5. When life's go, 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 make us your first stop. Because Circle K is America's thirst stop. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95.